everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have Nadia Hata here from the new Hallmark movie, A Winning Team. And thank you so much, Nadia, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you, Hallmarkies, for having me here on this podcast. It's very exciting. (laughs) We're excited to have you a part of the Hallmark family. And we're excited about the new movie. And uh, so what we like to do with new guests is give you a chance to introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to get into acting. Oh, wow. That's a, I know. Tough one. Yeah. That's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) well, I actually, I wanted to be an actress since I was a kid, you know? So when I was young, I basically played pretend a lot and I would take my family's camcorders and then I would just make my whole family be in my movie. Um, and I just, I just loved it. I love to pretend and it made me feel safe. I would redo all the commercials and all, all the television shows that I was watching at that time. And and I never thought it could be a real career because mm-hmm. I always thought that it was somehow removed from me, you know, yeah. like they're inside the television set and they're in a different reality um, until I grew up older. And then when I was a teenager, I was, I, w- I went to an, an audition for this um, music television show, which I had no idea, but I saw it in the newspaper. Anyway, I went and I ended up getting a call back. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what that means. And I was underage. So they needed approval from my family, yeah. um, which, you know, I didn't think so much about, but my mom was not happy about the fact that I went on a secret audition. Um, so she asked me about it and her friend convinced her that if I could go and and to a callback and if I get it, I should just do it. She was like, no, college is the way. Um, so my callback was actually in the studio of, stars tv which is a big music television channel in asia mm-hmm. and i ended up you know meeting that was the first time i was like in this green screen room with a camera and and all these things and i had to look at the camera and talk and i was like uh i think you got the wrong girl they're like no we love you like please just be yourself and do it anyway so that was my very soft starting point but i still had to go to college and learn business and learn other things but mm-hmm. in then I got nabbed by one of my humanities teacher who said, you know what? I think you should be an actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he saw that because <laughs> I was probably daydreaming and looking into the blue skies while he was talking. So he yeah. was like, that's really something fun to do. And then I was like, really? He's like, I have a play um, and there's a couple of roles and you're going to play all three. Yeah. So he was probably looking, he was on the looks for those ambitious, uh, creative <laughs> types in his classes. Ambitious eyes looking at the blue skies and clouds being like, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after I did that play, it was in Italian mm-hmm. and I was done. Everybody was like, oh my God, this is what you're meant to do. And that's when I decided this is, this has to be my career. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped on the wagon starting yeah. that point. Yeah. So did your uh, did your parents have any any idea that you were going to be pursuing acting or they were interested in it or just kind of? <laughs> oh my funny. gosh! So they were super <laughs> against that audition. I uh-huh. did when I was a kid, but you know nobody took it seriously. They knew I loved to pretend, uh-huh. but and I like to write little plays as well and put it on its feed and make everyone watch it. Um, so when I did theater, I started off in theater in New York. Actually, I did it secretly. So my family didn't know. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to learn econ- economic economy. See, I can't even say the word. Like, I can't even say the class right. Economy and marketing and all that stuff. But I was uh-huh. failing hard, failing hard. 
that my teachers like took me out for a beer and he was like, listen, <laughs> you're failing bad. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. He's like, no, you're not. You're not even looking at the No, book. you're not. <laughs> and then I said, well, I really, I just don't think I, it's hard for me to absorb this material. And he was like, I don't think this is right for you. I don't think you should be doing this if you don't really want to do it. And he's like, what's your real passion? He's like, what What are you up doing every day? I was like, well, I'm in these plays and I got into them, auditioned for them and it's really fun. And he's like, listen, I'm going to pass you, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you an A because you don't really deserve an A, but I'm going to pass you. And I want you to go and pursue your dreams. Okay. And stop taking these classes that you obviously are not <laughs> interested in. So he passed me yeah. and then I went off and I started doing loads of theater in New York city. <laughs> I love that teacher. That's right. <laughs> the I college path like, is not for everyone. That's for sure. No, no. Oh my gosh. That economics book was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I hated economics so much. So I, much they the tests were so hard because there were these multiple choice and in, in there were like 10 options in the multiple choice and so i was like i don't know it stressed oh. me out and uh i was really trying hard but i kept doing terrible on the test like 30 percent, like so bad i hear and, you yeah and i so i went up to the the teacher and he, this professor was like kind of legendary he taught these, these huge classes and he was he'd been there forever and I was like, I'm going to fail the class. So I think I'm just going to drop out of this class because I'm being so bad. Oh my I, you know, <laughs> he told me, he said, he said, if you come to every lecture and every TA session, I promise you'll pass the class. And I got a C minus. You got a C minus and you can't pass? Yeah. So that was passing for my school at least. Uh, and so minus is good enough for economics. I think it's yeah, great. I was, I took it and ran with it. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I also got a C minus, yeah. <laughs> but I can't believe you actually went back to the classes. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, it was tough, but, uh, I, I just, all I had to do was good enough that it could check it off and account for graduation. I didn't care. About <laughs> and did you, and, and did you ever use it again in life? There's been a few times when like con concepts of like macro versus micro, I've used that a few times and thinking about analyzing things and stuff, but that's about it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I was yeah. like, I mean, all the times that I watch all these movies and commercials and television, I feel like I've <laughs> that more in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much. I mean, I, nobody loved college more than I did aside from the, an occasional class I didn't care for. But I, I, the overall experience I loved, but as far as like it really preparing me for my work life, which has evolved and changed a lot over the years, uh, it really didn't do much aside from like basic writing, reading, analytical thinking, and that's all valuable. But, but as far as like, there's the career tract, go on it, get the job that just did not happen to me at all. Oh my God. Ditto. hundred <laughs> percent. Like what is this conventional one path, one way for yeah. everyone? No yeah, way. And I, I have an MBA as well. And I mean, that was fun. I enjoyed getting it, but I don't know if that's really helped me that much. Either. Wow. You are one patient gal. Like I don't think I <laughs> got through that. I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy though. Cause I graduated with my MBA in 2008. So it's been a long time since I've been at school. This feels like another lifetime ago wow yeah for you but anyway i'm glad that you had that teacher who was willing to give you that 
that like willing to go against his own profession and and really tell you what you needed to hear like that's cool he's super cool and like he said to me he's like listen I think you're very smart and very talented I don't think you're one of those kids that is just lazy I just think that this isn't right for you yeah Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. And he's like, you know, you go out there. He's like, you speak all these languages. I think you should go out there and pursue your dreams. I totally yeah. support you. And that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you about it. So you speak four languages. Like, how did that happen? Well, I grew up um, bilingually because my dad speaks English and my mom speaks Mandarin. And so mm-hmm. I had to, like, you know, speak both in order to com- converse with both of them. But also I had to learn Arabic at a very young age. Oh, is there five languages? Because it yes, said on IMDb, French, Italian, Mandarin, and English. Yes, because my Arabic is pretty shady right now. <laughs> <laughs> was once upon a time at the age of seven (laughs) somewhere dumped in the back of my brain that if Uh I use some time I could pull it out um into some use amazing yeah and I saw that there was the Italian and you know Hallmark loves making movies about Italy oh my god you really got to get on that bandwagon (laughs) okay let's let's holler that real quick Next movie in Italy. <laughs> I should be speaking yeah. Italian. I was like yes. there. I went, yeah. I lived in Italy for like nine months in Firenze, Florence. Mm-hmm. And that's where the humanities guy, the teacher, was the one who said, Hey, do your do your yeah. act, you know? And mm-hmm. I did it in Italian. So my first official play was in Italiano. Yeah, so that's that's amazing. Our next movie should definitely be in Italian. Yes. Um yeah, that would be so It'll amazing. Be really fun. We got like- it. Samantha de Pippo, if you're listening, we need to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see a script coming yeah, we- into my right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of joke that yeah, you're only allowed to fall in love in Italy. <laughs> Italy or Ireland. That's it. Oh really? Why Ireland? Occasionally, New York City. Just okay. there's just so many movies set in in, in uh, Hallmark uh, in Italy and Ireland, and then New York City. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but or like an Italian restaurant. Sometimes it's that. <laughs> I would love to fall in love in Italy. That would be yeah. amazing. So, did you grow up in Canada? Were you? Uh... I was born in Taipei, and okay. then I, I grew up there a little bit, and then we all emigrated to canada and we became canadian mm-hmm. 
so that's where we have to learn French, right? And and oh and right, like it was like a, a um, mandatory in class, mm -hmm. a second language. And then I sort of dropped the ball on Mandarin because when you're a kid, you kind of, you know, do whatever other people do, and yeah, you know, you're hip, right? Right. But you my, don't want to be like your parents. No, you don't want to be like your parents. <laughs> Opposite. Yeah. <laughs> but that's then, cool. Yes, it's really cool. But you know what? I'm really glad that we moved back to Taipei to to continue. My my mom felt that I was losing my culture. And so when I moved back to Taipei, I had to learn Chinese again. And even though it wasn't amazing because, you know, I had like a hiatus, mm -hmm. uh, I booked a television show there where it's a little bit like Hannah Montana. It's called E4 Kids. And we had like 365 episodes. And I remember okay. I... I did a lot of voiceover work as, you know, to, to make money and to kind of get into the industry. But, but I got discovered by this um, recording uh, producer and he was like, Hey, there's a show they're looking for a female star. And like, I think you're perfect for it. And then I was like, okay. And then, so I went and I met the executive producer and I said, I just want you to know, I don't know how to read Mandarin. So if this show has like Mandarin scripts, I probably can't read it. And he was like, yeah, don't worry. It's all in English. So I was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so he sends me the contract, like, you know, a month later or whatever. This was really early on. It was like a Hannah Montana. So you sing, you dance, you act, you know, you, me and this other co-star, we basically like led the entire thing. They, 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 they created the whole show around our personalities and it was fun. It was hilarious. It was educational, but guess what? The script was 95% in Mandarin. <laughs> What? We had a deal. Yes, I got I got on the set. It was like a three camera show, three cameras, and uh -huh. three people, you know, behind the cameras. And then I was like, sorry, you know, because we just started, so we didn't get to give you the script beforehand, but here it is, you know, you're gonna do great. They had me eight episodes on the first day of the show, and I'm like, it's in Mandarin. And I was like, you guys, I literally said I don't read Mandarin, and I literally was not being humble. Mm -hmm. but real yeah and like, no no don't worry you just, just do their best I was like what is the best <laughs> I can't read it so did you just have to memorize it like yes phonetically so, basically and look at the characters and phonetically and I wrote it phonetically and after 300 was actually 366 episodes after 366 episode of leading like in, in Mandarin and having to memorize I ended up learning how to read Mandarin yeah. And that, and that is like, <laughs> has become super invaluable for me. And I guess so, that's like out of the frying pan into the fire. <laughs> oh my God. You know how many times I cried when I went home? I was just like, this is so hard. This is so hard. And then I, I was just like, I don't know what happened, but why is this happening to me? <laughs> well, yeah. Cause how can you even act if you don't even know what the, the words are? Totally. The words are meaning. Oh my God. The beginning episodes were horrible. Like I remember just, I was like, <laughs> I was saying like, Right, but they uh, 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 like oh, what? I was yeah. trying to remember the word, <laughs> but you hung out there. That I mean, that's 366 episodes, so that's multiple year, many years, right? Yes, that was multiple years, yeah, and a lot. It was a lot, and and then they ended up, you know, writing around my character. I ended up getting real good, real fast. And I really think that's the best way to learn a language. I, I honestly think that's how Mandarin came in. And now I'm completely fluent just mm -hmm. because I was put to the fire. Yeah. 
I'm like, you know what? If I can do that, I literally can do anything. Yeah. Right. Like you put me in a country and I'll learn it. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're younger like that, you, you just learn things more quickly. Survival. At least that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. So then you, so you were over there in Taiwan and, uh, and so then when did you end up going back to, to Canada? I went back when I was, you know, much later, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I came back and forth to sort of learn, take classes. So I took a lot of, you know, acting mm-hmm. classes anyway. Um, I would finish my television shows there. And then I would always come back to like my, my career trajectory just sort of took off in Taiwan. And then it sort of led me around Asia. Mm-hmm. So after I learned Mandarin, I ended up booking another television show that needed me to be bilingual to write and read. Mm-hmm. And because I learned that asset, it, it opened the door for me to do it naturally. And then I had to look at the skill set on, on top of, on that show. So like every television show I had, I learned a different skill set that became useful to build upon to the next, next thing. Um, but, but then I, my dream was always to be an actor, you know, in North America. So I knew that in order for me to do that, I had to keep on working on my chops. Yeah. So I would come and, and take classes. So were you in Canada for the the lockdowns and the pandemic and everything? Yes, I was. So I did my television show away. um, And after I filmed it, I went back to Beijing, which is where I was living at that time. And then I came back again. And I was like, the moment I arrived back, it was like an official lockdown. And it was the last flight that that left Beijing. And now and I was like, Huh? And I had like two suitcases full of clothes. I didn't have anything else. I had thought that I would have time to ship things or bring things. And so I ended up being in the lockdown by myself for like years. Oh, wow. Did you have like an apartment that ready for yes. you? And place okay, that's good. I had a place to stay. And so because I had already planned to live here, you know, mm-hmm. I just didn't realize I wouldn't get to leave. <laughs> yeah. That would be intense. Uh, I I also live by myself, so it, I I can at least relate to that part of it as being alone during the lockdowns. It was, I mean, thinking aside the podcast, but uh, I don't know what how I would have gotten through it without it because it was. I thought you know because I work from home, so I thought it was going to be you know kind of easy for me, but it really wasn't. It was hard. Oh my gosh! So I totally agree with you. So I'm very introverted. I like spending. Mm-hmm a lot of time alone so I, I I try to spend as much time alone in silence as possible but it was a lot of alone yeah it was a lot of alone that's a good way to describe it <laughs> I was like oh my god I need I remember yeah. going to places which is um our grocery store here for like local foods that are fresh it's kind of uh-huh. like but like yeah our- and I would go there and chat with the manager of choices that was how sad <laughs> you know I just like totally yeah my <laughs> sad moment was uh the that 2020 the Easter holiday I my I wasn't able to see my parents because there were some fear did I have COVID did I not I didn't have it but they worried I have it so I don't want to get my parents sick obviously and uh and so I was like well, what do I have to make some kind of Easter meal right I'm looking in my cupboard and I had a can of spam which is 
like kind of hammy ish, you know, kind of Eastery. So I like, <laughs> I was, I had like had potatoes and spam, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is so sad all by myself. <laughs> that was the low point in the pandemic for, for me. <laughs> uh, my so, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Yeah. I hear you many of those moments. <laughs> Self-pity party. <laughs> <laughs> like spam. Yeah. So somehow we made it all through. Gosh, it, was, it was crazy. But yeah, that would be hard, especially if you didn't have like any friends or, I mean, you were just new in a whole new country. I mean, you'd lived there before, but still, that'd be be hard. Yeah, it was really hard. And I just, I kept thinking, (laughs) and then, you know, everybody, you know, had their own, their family, their parents. So yeah, exposed to people just in case. Right. But um, I hear you. Yeah. The spam moment. I I totally, I empathize. I've had plenty. Those maybe not spam per se, but <laughs> we all had that. We all had the, our <laughs> metaphorical spam moments. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Who doesn't love a second chance? New this March from best-selling author Melody Carlson is Second Time Around, a sweet story that Publisher Weekly calls perfect for fans of clean romance. When empty nester Mallory Farrell inherits a rundown tourist shop, she never expects to rediscover her love for the funky coastal Oregon town or her now widowed teenage crush. With his help, she may just be able to renovate the shabby shop and her lackluster love life. Buy second time around today at bakerbookhouse.com to get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. Well, so yeah, so you had the... So you filmed the Away series before, before the pandemic. Yeah, right before. Yeah, and uh, and that was with Hillary Swank. Okay. Uh, and uh, so was that. What was that like to be a part of a production like that? Oh my gosh, that was a dream come true. That was <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, when they gave me a call and and I was, you know, I was in Beijing. I was like, you know, I had auditioned for the role already and. Um, and then they asked me to audition again and, you know, do it in, in Mandarin as well. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. But I was, I just moved and, and I couldn't believe it. And it was my dream to cross over. So mm-hmm. I just didn't know in what form, right. Yeah. In, in what bridge. And when this gift fell on my lap, you know, I had no idea, like I had no idea what this was Yeah. arriving and, and, oh my gosh, it was a huge production, super professional everybody was so kind. They gave me so much space to do my work. Um, you know, there was no rush. And I mean, I worked in Asia. Okay. Which means there is no regulated hours. (laughs) It's not cushy there. Yeah. (laughs) It's not cushy. Well, clearly if they're like, you don't speak, read Mandarin, here's your script in Mandarin. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's very different. And I'm I'm very used to working under fire. Like just mm-hmm. used to, you know, working as tough as no, tough as nails. Yeah. So here and doing this production, everybody was so kind and sweet and professional. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I could get cookies if I wanted in between. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I'm gonna yeah. see it later. <laughs> if you want to see a really interesting movie documentary, it's called American Factory. And it's all about the this 
factory. I think it's uh like um windshields for cars, like glass for cars factory yeah. in like Ohio or someplace like that. Anyway, and it gets uh bought by this Chinese company. And so then the the documentary follows the the this transition from American led to ch- Chinese led and how challenging it is. And then there's a whole section of the movie where the American managers go over to china and they see what the factories are like there and it's it is very well done very it's entertaining but also informative and and uh, it's good it's done by um uh, by uh, president obama's um, production company oh wow where, yeah. where can I- it's on netflix i think american okay. factory i'll check it out it's, it's really there's some <laughs> some parts like in one part in china there's a they there's this person, her whole job is to go through all these ice, not ice, to go through all these, uh, that look like ice, all these glass pellets. Yeah. And, uh, I forget even what she's searching for, but she's like, just, that's her whole job is just sorting through glass pellets. <laughs> and they're like, we could never get someone to do this in, this, in America. <laughs> yeah. No and anyway, it's very, it's very interesting. Just the difference behind the workers difference behind the cultures different behind differences behind the management style everything uh governments obviously um it's very it's a very informative i think it won i think it won the oscar maybe i can't remember but i think yeah. nominated for the oscar yeah yeah it feels very familiar i think yeah. someone yes i'm gonna definitely check it out i'm very behind it's, it's, it's really good but anyway yeah and uh, so were you aware of like did you even know kind of what these Hallmark movies were like being there in Taiwan? Did, were you kind of aware of this whole, this whole genre? I am aware of <laughs> Um, The thing is when I, when I got here, I actually auditioned for a lot of Hallmark during uh-huh. the whole time I was over there, you know, so I read a lot of the Hallmark scripts and, you know, through the years. And, and so mm-hmm. I always knew that their, you know, the tone was very different say than like, you know, a Netflix, you know, thriller. right. So I, you know, in all the Hallmark characters I would have to create would be like love, you know, like fighting for love mm-hmm. and like hope and being inspirational and, you know, and staying positive, even in the low moments to always remain positive, right? Like you don't go like so low, like in an HBO series where you're just like, Whoa. right. Yeah, that's you true. Know, so you're low and you feel it. But it's still, there's hope and you can yeah. uplift. Um, so I understood that. And I really loved, I really love Hallmark scripts, I have to say. And and I have to say that it really saved me. Like mm-hmm. I said before, it's like, it saved me through the pandemic because just like your spam moment, I've had plenty of those moments. Yeah. Where I, I don't know when I'm going to see anybody ever again. And I was going through scripts and auditioning and scripts and auditioning and, and, and there was a lot of dark characters too, you know, that mm-hmm. audition vampires, murderers, serial killers, you know, whatever. But then every time I, and I would be like, oh, like this isn't dark enough for me, right? Like I'm just darker and darker. But, <laughs> but then I would get like a Hallmark, Hallmark script and it was like love and fighting for love. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm in the bottom eating spam. Well, I didn't eat spam, <laughs> but yeah. 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 I mean, that's why I think that rom-coms are important because they're inherently hopeful. Like we need hope, especially, especially these days we need, we need hope. (laughs) And that's when I realized 
how important Hallmark was. Before, mm -hmm. I didn't really appreciate it to that degree because it was like, that's a genre, that's a genre, that's a genre. But I didn't really deeply appreciate its genre until I went through this moment during the pandemic alone. And the when every time I saw the Hallmark script, and then I had to play this character where it was like, I just had to find love within myself and hope. It would actually lift me up a little, you know? Mm -hmm. Lift me yeah. up. And I would feel better. Like my energy mm -hmm. would be higher just mm -hmm. by doing this audition for Hallmark. Yeah. And and then I started being like, oh my gosh. It, it didn't even matter if I booked it. It was just like, this was lifting me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, like little doses of, of joy yeah. amongst with other auditions which are also really amazing and tremendous right but for this time for the pandemic time and then I realized you know what people really do need this like it doesn't matter you mm -hmm. know it's Christmas and we're eating gingerbreads all the time like this is so important like how amazing is, is it to like live in that world every day yeah yeah, I, I agree. I certainly need it. That's for sure. And <laughs> so did, did, uh, you do like a self tape for a winning team? Did, uh, like your agent say, Hey, this, there's this role, you should check it out. Actually, it was a really beautiful gift. Um, I think they really fought for me to have this role, which I uh -huh. didn't even know about. And when I saw the script and they, they're like, Hey, this is, you know, this is your, for you. And I was like, Hmm? what is this that's and, so exciting yeah and I had done so many homework auditions like mm -hmm. like really a lot <laughs> and I was like yeah they're probably never going to use me but uh -huh. fun to watch my tapes <laughs> yeah, I mean that's amazing to go from not not getting a role to number one on the call sheet the leading lady I mean that's amazing I know I know I was like I, okay I, maybe I'm just not ready for homework that's okay I was like it's saving my life and that's all I care about <laughs> and and then when they gave me the the role I was and and my agent's like you're number one I was like huh what does that even mean <laughs> what are you talking about I think you got the wrong client and he he sent me the he sent me this and I, so I remember I remember every character's name that I ever auditioned for so you tell oh, me wow the character you tell me what it's for I'm going to tell you if I audition for it or not <laughs> so when he said the character I was like nah I don't I don't know what you're talking about he sent me the, the script and I was like oh my gosh this is like the best script ever for Hallmark I cannot believe it and my I blew my mind like I screamed at him into the phone yeah. it was like I think he went deaf for a month <laughs> I cried I laughed and then I and then I paused and I said I think I think you got the wrong girl. <laughs> the wrong client. You got him It's funny. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the movie? What's what's it it's about? Okay, so the trailer, I was actually just watching the trailer before I hopped on with you. So I was uh -huh. up as a minute late because of that. But um <laughs> so I play Emily and Emily is somebody who is a three-time champion gold champion medalist um who plays for world cup women's for soccer. soccer yeah yes which is so awesome um because women should represent <laughs> and and i lost my best friend who also played with me the national team and after she passed away i was in such deep grieving i kind of turned everybody away and so all i cared about was to win and what was most important to me was scoring winning scoring winning 
but because of that kind of attitude, which was not, you know, like teamwork and it, it's not very collaborative and I had bad attitude on the field, I get suspended. Mm-hmm. And um, I go back to my small town and go back to my family mm-hmm. and my brother who basically my, my nephew, my niece, my niece and my brother um, who actually was married to my best friend. I shouldn't, I shouldn't divulge too much, but anyway, so, you know, I nurture myself through to, with my family and everything. And then I end up somehow getting into coaching, you know, youth soccer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It sounds, sounds really fun. I, I always makes me kind of laugh because we just had this movie called champions here. Uh, yeah. Which was, which cute. I enjoyed it. But it just makes me laugh that it seems like the solution if a coach if 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 a coach has anger issues, let's have them coach children. That's, yeah, that's like true. Mighty Ducks. That's so true. <laughs> Hoosiers. Goonies. Was Goonies like that? The goons. Oh goon. Oh goon. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but yeah, that is a hockey movie. I think it's also the same. Go and go. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, had you had you ever played soccer before did you need to like get some tips that's a really good question because actually I did play soccer I almost went professional and I was young I played around Asia and I was a goalkeeper and I was so good I was so good all I cared about was training and playing soccer and I wanted to go pro but then I ended up choosing acting Mm -hmm. so and I was like well I guess there goes my soccer career so that's why when (laughs) I the script, I was like I told my agent I was like did you know did I play soccer? He's like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> Bro, yo. And he was like, oh my gosh, what are the chances of that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, there was also the world cup was going on in Qatar. So it was just like really good timing. Everything was just like aligned. Yeah. But the difference was I, I was a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of training. Like you're not running the right. spread and like scoring, you're saving and jumping and leaping and running backwards. And obviously it's been a while or a minute, <laughs> a lot of pandemic rando eating. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, good condition. So the moment I booked it, I was like, it's time to hit the ground. So I trained really hard. Like I was training a couple of hours a day, um, running a lot. Right. So obviously I can't run a lot from the first day. So I had to like increase and I was training my legs. I was like, I think it was like pushing like a lot of kilos to get my legs really strong um, so that I can run and sprint and do explosive moves just in case, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, you don't really need to do that. And I was like, yeah, well, if I'm going to play with a real national team, I don't want to look lame. Mm -hmm. I probably will anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I mean, Hey, whatever excuse you need to like, to push you to get in all of us, we need that push, you know, to get the, get in our cardio. (laughs) Yeah, it's because like, you're not going to go running every day on your own. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Motivation is pretty low. But for this, I was like, no, because I have to feel like an athlete, right? So Mm -hmm. I have to train like an athlete so that I can like just carry myself as an athlete without faking it. So then I was training a lot so that the script was really funny because it just kept saying all I did was training. That's literally what I was doing. Training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Carbs, you know, no sugar. (laughs) Well, this seems like a, a really dream role to have just in the sense of like, you get to wear sweats and, and hoodies and like your hair in a ponytail. 
like that seems like that would be nice yeah that is that nice. I, I do like to dress up sometimes though so I got to <laughs> maybe they, we can get you in another role where you're like playing a movie star or something like that God, but like in Italy yeah in Italy yes so I'm a movie star and then like something happens I have a heartbreak I go to Italy to like soothe my heartbreak like eat pray love you know it could be like a new take on Roman holiday oh my gosh the movie star comes and then you meet like the uh the struggling reporter that's secretly yeah I mean I love it so much (laughs) I I, (laughs) really Hallmark you should be listening to it hello <laughs> uh that would be great uh but, but yeah I when I was watching the trailer I'm like this seems like you just you could just wear your sweats you could wear your comfy clothes <laughs> it's pretty nice I had a lot of outfits on that I mean wardrobe, <laughs> I have to say wardrobe is really incredible I got to wear so many colorful different sports clothes I was like wow uh-huh. there's, purple, there's pink um you know, I did actually end up running hard. Yeah, I it bet. Was, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so you're working with Christopher Paloha in the movie. Would you say this is enemies to lovers? Like, do you start out hating each other and then like, okay, fun. So when we meet each other at first, well, um, you know, it's competitive because mm-hmm. I'm playing rando soccer on the field. And, you know, I just, all I care about is winning. And I knock him over and I break his leg. And that was our meet, meet cute. Oh, okay. He hates me. And I take his team. Anyway, I shouldn't say too much so people can watch the movie. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, I didn't realize you broke his leg in the story. I <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. I was working with all these teens for the for the teams, the, the teenagers. Was that fun? Yes, I love working with teens. Actually, mm-hmm. I really young women I love to work with them they're so energized um especially my um Ava who played my Ava is my niece played by Nikki Garcia she's incredible it was so great to have that family bond Uh um and then you know because she's also in soccer and she's got the same number as me you'll see in the jersey because you know she wants to be just like me I'm her role model and it's just a really beautiful relationship that we have as well and yeah, like, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I felt really close. To, actually, we became really good friends afterwards. You That's know? cool. Yeah. It lasted. You know, there's like some bonds, like, you you know, you're on set and you have it. But then when you're off set, it kind of just, you know, dwindles mm-hmm. off. Sure. Um, and then there's some that just like really are lasting. Mm-hmm. Like the my family bond, you know, with um, Rogi, who played my brother and Nikki. I feel like with them, um, those were my favorite moments of filming because 
because our chemistry was so alive and the family, the family dynamic was so alive. And then also it was like, you know, ethnically as well, right? You know, we are on this track, you know, of making the story and it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then it became real. Mm-hmm. Like we would joke and it would just become the scene, mm-hmm. right? So there's well, a lot that, of- that sounds good because the thing with enemies to lovers, and I've said this many times on the podcast is that you have to make the characters likable with everybody else in their life. And they just, the two of them don't get along because if you make them like just total jerks to everybody, then we don't want them to get together. We don't want our leading lady to end up with a jerk, but it's just somebody that she doesn't get along with at first, but they really are great people and everybody else loves them. (laughs) Yes. That's how I totally agree with you on that because also I could seem to be hateable as well. You know, doesn't pass the ball, someone who only cares about winning, but family made me soft. Right. Exactly. That, that sounds good. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. Uh, and it must've been fun to work with Christopher because he's such a, he, he's, he, even these movies, he really immerses himself in the roles and really takes it seriously, which I, I admire. Yes. It was really, he's a veteran. He's very professional. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even when he held the crutches, Yes, we had some good moments. Yeah. I looked like it was pretty cold. Uh, you could see your breath in scenes in the trailer. It's like, oh. Oh my gosh, you could see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we try to hide it, you know, with my very thin sports clothes. But um, but it was starting, it snowed. It dumped snow, I think, on the third day. Mm-hmm. And it was like thick snow. I think actually, I don't remember, I don't remember the exact day. But I know that in Canada, in BC, <laughs> It was so much snow that a lot of people couldn't even drive home. Mm-hmm. Was people- it in like November or? Yes, it was yeah, November. November. Yeah. November. Was You're like, Canada, this is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> we don't need snow. <laughs> no, it's summer, it's summer. But then in the end, it just dumped snow again. And then we're like, <laughs> let's just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're excited about the movie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so we have some get to know you questions. So we like to end the interview off with. So first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? Oh my gosh. You know how to hit hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so hard. Uh, gosh, like dark chocolate. Oh. Okay. Well, that would work into your, um, to your Italy movie. You oh my have, gosh. Like, gelato. Yeah, I would gelato. <laughs> yes. We've got it all planned. Okay. What is your favorite color? Pink magenta. Good. Uh, What music are you into right now? Um, Music that helps me work out even harder. Oh, you like those high beat per minute. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's nice on, on Spotify. You can actually like, there's whole playlists just for specific beats per minute. And, uh, and so you can make sure that every song is like, super intense I, I just I literally just discovered it <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice oh, cool. <laughs> yeah because uh, for one of my other jobs I do a um I do a corporate blog uh, for a company that makes like it's called Zims which is like for it's kind of like Bengay like it muscle when your muscles are sore you can you put on anyway I do this blog and uh so I'm always trying to think of new like fitness <laughs> things I can write so I just did one on beats per minute oh gosh, that's so 
anyway. Um, okay. So what is your go-to date night food? Date night food? Yeah. Oh gosh, this is a hard one. Can I name a couple? Sure. Yeah. So Thai food never, you never go wrong. Mm. Um, yeah. Sushi, but it has to be really fresh fish. Yeah. And miso black cod. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Because sushi is nice because it's so dainty. So you don't like have to worry about spilling or anything embarrassing happening. Wow. Maybe I should worry about stuff like that. I'm like, good. Well, that's the hard thing about pasta. Like, how do you eat that daintily? Pasta is definitely not a good date food for me. Like, because then you get bloated after with all that. And then you get tired. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, I'm tired now. (laughs) You don't want like a sandwich that's just too messy. So. I think about these things. You're so funny. Okay. So what is your go-to date night activity if you're going out and doing something? Ooh. Okay. But it depends on like, is it first date? Is it the fifth date? This is true. Right? Like, are you already dating? Um, so is this a first date? Yes. Let's go with there. Okay. Sure. A first date would be, gosh, well, karaoke, I will say yes. What's your go-to song? What your go-to karaoke song? Premium Rhapsody by Queen. Whoa. Love it. Yeah. That's a big song. Yeah, it's so good. Easy My go-to karaoke song is Wide Open Spaces, the from the uh I guess the chicks now, but whatever, the Dixie Chicks. Look that up. Okay. Well, it's such a it's a good song because it like the it has basically like a very small range. So it doesn't go very high, it doesn't go very low, it's just like boom, right there in the pocket. And uh, so it's one I I'm confident I can nail it. <laughs> Chorus, because I mean Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm definitely not confident I can nail that. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like a good expression. Express your energy song. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you sing the chorus of um, Wide Open Spaces? Yeah. Um, gosh, uh, who doesn't know what she's talking about? Who never left home, who never strung out to find a place of her, of her own, a thing in the sky, a foundation of stone. She needs wide open spaces, room to make her big mistakes. She needs new places. <laughs> she knows the high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so there we go um all right uh so which do you like better dogs or cats dogs big mm-hmm. dogs big okay dogs. Ooh, big dogs like a german oh okay which do you like better beaches or mountains oh that's hard i love both Oh my gosh, that's really hard. <laughs> oh, it depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Depends well, on my mood. I feel more solitary. You know, I need some deep thought and reflection. Mountains. You know, if I want to like expand and hit the sun, <laughs> it would be the beach. Yeah. Well, I guess that's good if you live in, in Canada because you're close to Pulse. So right. <laughs> in Vancouver. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Chinese New Year. Oh, nice. Those are the best because they last for like 
14 days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of good food. Yes. You get pocket money, you get good food, you play mm -hmm. mod, you get to sing, you get to dance. It's like great celebration, lights, no. best. All right. Last question. What's your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? A winning team. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> plug it in. I got to plug it in. Yeah. Yeah. A romantic movie. Um, yeah. Other than a winning team, romantic movie. Wow. You know, Eternal Sunshine on a Spotless Mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. You like a little bit of meta kind of going on in there. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. Woo! <laughs> it's a very fun interview. Thank you so much. And uh, you so do you, do you have social media or anything like that you want to share? Sure. Um, I can be found on anything, um, at Nadia Hatta. So it's just my name. And if it has like a blue tick, that's me. Great. Great. I'm trying to do better in my social media. But <laughs> I'd like to thank Nadia for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed this interview. So hope you all did too. Let us know what you think of all the different things that we talked about in the comments or in Twitter. Love to hear your thoughts. And uh, please follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, Almarkey's Pod and Almarkey's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the Patreon group and merch store. Uh, so please take a look at that. And we really, really appreciate it. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>